knowing that there's this deeper thing inside of them that's the real reason why they want to lose 20 pounds is not going to play a factor on Sunday night when they just binged all weekend and they're reaching out to you for external motivation to get going on Monday again. Hi, I'm Laura, host of Expand, the podcast for coaches who crave more fulfillment in the work that they do, more meaningful results in the clients they serve, and more confidence to rebel against the traditional boxes our coaching industry has placed us in so we can expand into the bigness of what we're truly capable of. When you're ready, let's jump right in. There's a big difference between being motivated to take action and being intrinsically inspired to take action. When we're working with our clients, a lot of our traditional methods, a lot of our traditional strategies require us to be the external force motivating our clients to move in a more positive direction. What this leads to is us feeling responsible for their eventual success or sometimes us taking on the responsibility of recognizing when a client is struggling and taking that on as our own struggle as well. The issue here is that very few of us have a language or a dialogue with our clients around what they can be doing to actually activate an intrinsic inspiration from within so that even in the absence of our external force, our motivation, our push, our guidance, our advice, they can continue to move themselves forward. This is a huge gap in a lot of client journeys that I witness. And what this leads to is a lot of burnout among coaches, a lot of feeling like we aren't doing enough, a lot of feeling as well, like we're doing way more than we should be. And then resentment ensues, or it causes us to pull back from our clients to try and protect our energy from them or put weird systems in place in our business to try and protect us from the energy suckers, as many of us call them, the people who just take and take and take and never ever figure out how to give to themselves. But it's not our client's fault if we don't understand that the actions that we're taking inside of supporting our clients are purely from a motivational perspective and very often never from a perspective of igniting that internal inspirational flame from within our client's belly so that they can move themselves forward. So let me paint you a picture of what this might look like in practice. When we get our clients going on a new plan, many of them will see good adherence at first. It's novel, they're excited, they just made an external investment in us. All of these factors are external motivators nudging them forward inside of their journey, right? Them giving us money motivates them to do something because of that. Them receiving a new plan from us is an external motivator, an external cue pushing them to take action us having these onboarding sessions and digging into what it is that their journey is going to look like with us. What are the goals we're chasing? These are all great external motivators. 
In fact, a lot of the time, you just being inside of their world now as a figurehead, as a mentor, as an anchor to that's a reminder that they are moving in a new direction can be enough to motivate them to move in that direction. So simply by talking to you, for example, can be enough of a motivator. However, over time, the potency of these motivators fade right? The potency of making that investment no longer holds as much power. The potency of receiving a plan from you no longer holds as much power. This illustrates that motivation ebbs and flows. And what once motivated us becomes normal with time. And when when something becomes normal, there's not that same force behind it. It just becomes a constant in their life. So that's why they are constantly coming to you, asking you for tips and tricks and hacks to be motivated. Laura, what do I need to do to stay motivated? And inside of that question, what I really hear is they're always in pursuit of the new thing to reignite that flame for them, to push them forward. And they have no internal flame. They have no internal inspiration. They don't know what is really intrinsically driving them. They're relying too heavily on external force to push them in the right direction. So our job as a coach is to, yes, of course, facilitate external motivation, be that force for them initially, get them going, get them moving, right? But at the same time, in the same breath, in the same session, we need to invite in the conversation with them about, but what's going to keep you going? When I'm not there, when we're not talking, when the plan is five weeks old and it doesn't feel exciting anymore, why are you going to continue? What is it that's inside of you that's anchoring you into a deeper reason why this is meaningful for you? A lot of coaches will use the strategy of figuring out their client's why, right? Unfortunately, this isn't exactly what I mean, because when we, when we try and pull out our client's why, and even when we try and go deep with it, like we ask why five times, okay, why do you want this? Why do you want that? Why do you want that? We think we're getting to the root of it. And sometimes we are, sometimes we can really unearth the deeper desire, the deeper thing that's really driving their the reason why they hired you, the reason why they're chasing an external goal. However, knowing what that deeper reason is, is not enough to ignite the internal inspirational flame. Knowing that there's this deeper thing inside of them that's the real reason why they want to lose 20 pounds is not going to play a factor on Sunday night when they just binged all weekend and they're reaching out to you for external motivation to get going on Monday again. That's not gonna be a part of their internal dialogue because we didn't attach meaning to it. We didn't build a bridge for them. They know it's there, but just as quickly as motivation wanes, their remembrance of that deeper why also wanes. It dissolves with time, it loses its potency. That's why in those initial conversations, when we're asking them what that deeper desire is, oftentimes that conversation is very emotional. It's very raw. It's very transparent. It feels like we may have broken through to them, 
but then in the, the very next conversation, it may feel like they're closed right back off again. We need to be able to attach meaning to why that deeper reason must play a role inside of their journey. There's a lot of different access points we can use to pull that back into the conversation. The mistake we make is we pull it out once and we think that's enough to keep them going, but it's not. We have to keep revisiting it. We have to keep reminding them of it. We have to keep acting as a mirror for them, reflecting it back to them every single week. And a lot of us will get fall into judgment of that. We'll fall into resentment or resistance to that because it feels like if we have to keep having that conversation, they're not hearing us. They're not listening. They don't take it seriously. But that's not true. That is not true. It's just that when we're dealing with a deeper desire, it has to be a part of every conversation so that we are continuously reattaching meaning within different contexts. When they meet with you the very first time and we're pulling that out of them, that's one context. When you meet with them two weeks later and they've been going on their plan and they've achieved some things and they've struggled with others, that's an entirely different context. Your client is transforming every minute of every day. Their identity is shifting and therefore too is the meaning that they're attaching to their deeper desire. What that thing means to them in the moment they come on as a client, it means something completely different to them two weeks down the road and something else completely different um, two months down the road. As they change, so does their relationship with the reason why they're doing this. So by having these conversations over and over and over again every single week, we have the opportunity to evolve that deeper desire as they evolve. Because what happens so often is that their deeper desire does change. They start out as one person and they think that this one thing is what's really fueling their journey when really two weeks down the road, two months down the road, they recognize that there's something else entirely different, entirely un unearthed, something that they didn't even know was within them that's actually the real reason why. And if we don't circle back to these conversations, we're always going to be relying on external motivation to move them forward. And we're never going to be able to use the flame that's already inside of them. We can't ignite it once and expect it to grow. We have to ignite it and then continue to stoke it week after week after week. The best place to do this is inside of when you're checking in with your clients, when they're talking about their struggles, when they're talking about their successes and continuously relating both their struggles and their successes back to what that means about where they actually want to be going. How does that success affect the deeper desire we unearthed on day one? How does that failure reflect back to you what you need to know about yourself to uncover why this deeper desire is really the thing that's fueling you? What does your struggle tell you about what you're ready to let go of? What does your struggle shine brighter within you that you are in resistance to? What does it make you aware of about yourself that we need to invite into the conversation and allow those pieces of you to come to the surface and shape where we're really going? It's so crucial for you to understand that you cannot be the external force for them always. They cannot always rely on external factors to move them forward. They must invite in 
a conversation with themselves. And there's no better way to do this than inside of your weekly interactions, instead of fixing and teaching the struggles that you see, instead of celebrating the successes on the surface, let's use them. Let's get them to connect with them. What do those things tell them about themselves? What do those things tell them about where we're going? How can we use the information we get week after week to shape our journey? Instead of it just being boxes we check, let's use it as an opportunity to start conversations that they weren't having before. Let's use it as an opportunity to reflect back to them the pieces of themselves that they are not ready to look at, but that they need to look at in order to get to the deeper desire, in order to get to where they really want to go. And then let's build a bridge for them. Let's build a bridge for them. Why did they need to go through this struggle in order to get where they want to go? Why was that a necessary piece of their journey? Why could they not get there if they hadn't gone through this? And how are we going to navigate that next time? What did we learn this week about ourselves, about what's really important to us, about what we need to adopt inside of this journey in order to make it more efficient, more easeful, more peaceful, more compassionate? How can we move forward with more grace from this place of struggle? If you're able to have these conversations, you'll get to breathe more. You don't have to be responsible for the successes or the failures. You simply get to hold them with your client and show them what they need to see in order for their journey to shapeshift itself. You no longer have to create it. You get to be the co-creator. It's not up to you. It's up to both of you as a team and a willingness to have these conversations. So I invite you, where are you stuck being the motivator? Where are you stuck being the outside force? Where do you clients, your clients expect you to be that for them? And how can you very slowly adjust your role with them and have new conversations with them so that they begin to understand that motivation is fine, but inspiration is where it's at. It has to come from within them because you're not always going to be there. Eventually, they will be on their own and then what? And then where are they going to go? And then what motivational wave are they going to ride? Are they going to create their own or are they going to continue to look outside of themselves for the rest of their life and rely on other people or other things to push them forward where they think they want to go? It feels like it's more controlled that way, but it's really the most uncontrolled thing they could possibly do because it's not up to them. The most control they could ever have is to understand who they really are and where they really are able to tap into inspiration in the absence of external motivation. I hope this was so helpful. I hope this lands for you. Let me know how these conversations go. If you have questions about how to have it, just let me know. Because honestly, if you don't have these conversations, you're going to be stuck being the external motivator forever. Thank you so much for listening in. If you enjoyed what you heard and you want more, I'd love if you'd subscribe to my show wherever you get your podcasts. Good karma points for also leaving a review while you're at it. And lastly, if you're looking to dive even deeper, you'll find a ton of free workshops, mini trainings, and the details on my mentorship program, Trigger Mapping, over at laurapobrin.com. See you next time.